0: Going to VAR. They're
1: checking. Hey, Cardiff. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar, the bar. Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 125 of the VAR Bar podcast. My name is Jake. I'm, of course, your resident Chelsea fan here, and we are back. For the VBP podcast, I haven't been back in a couple of weeks, but the boys have always still been here. Let's hear it from them today. Prez, how you doing?
2: I'm good, my guy. How are you doing? Good to have you back.
1: Oh, thank oh. you very much. I am very stressed, thanks to my football team, but we'll jump that into that later. Drew, how are we doing?
3: I'm um, I'm good, man. United got the dub, so point game uh, for us, I guess.
0: Oh, swear, you support s- United now? S- so we good. So we good. <laughs> Oh, no, fan uh, say,
3: well, I'm good. Just,
2: that is so crazy to hear. Do you know that I literally,
3: <laughs> I literally said United got the dub. We gained a point. Come on, man. Sometimes listen, man. <laughs> <on.
0: Is> that, <laughs> what leading, lead,
2: leading with United got the dub is brazy, though. Let me
0: just yeah, say, yeah, no, that's
3: that's what, that's Finny shots in it.
1: Munya, mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> how are you doing, bro?
0: I'm doing even great, man. I, I can't believe we have people moving like this because of our great performances. But as we're letting <laughs> into, all good things come to an end, man. But I can't believe we got people. Let me not twerk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, last but not least, Kenz, how you doing, man? Been better, man. Tough times don't last. till people do? There we go. There we go. Get that put on your kitchen frame. <laughs> Beautiful. Right, lads. I mean, it's good to hear that most of us are all right because, in my view, summer is now pretty much officially over. Schools are back. It's getting colder. These nights are coming earlier and earlier. Yeah. And I don't know about you boys, but I need my football team to brighten up my day. And right now, they're not doing their best work. But that is, of course, something that we'll have to go into. Um, but this week, we had one of the most underrated days in football. The day that you have Sky Sports News on all day to tell you news that basically Fabrizio and Ornstein tell you about 20 minutes earlier. (laughs) It was, of course, deadline day. And I want to start with my club because calling what Chelsea did being extremely active, I think would be underselling us. We made two signings. We brought in Aubameyang and Dennis Zakaria. We let players such as Alonso and Gilmore go, amongst many others. Fuck you, Ross Barkley, for the final time. That's <laughs> cathartic. And bidding for players like Edison Alvarez and apparently Romeo Lavia as well. Drew, this has got to be exciting for Chelsea fans, right? We are being active as hell. We're willing to move on this dead rate like Ross Barkley, Bakshi Y, Kennedy all left. And we're getting players in when needs are identified. We're actually making these moves instead of holding fire.
2: Was sorry. Was Bacciare yeah. permanent? Yeah,
1: yeah, he's
2: permanent, actually left. Wow. So, okay.
3: There's a lot of it's players. Of there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot of players from Chelsea. A long time coming that that have been finally um, moved on, like you said. So I think from that perspective, yeah, it looks exciting. But then the players brought in. I mean. I don't know. From my view, I'm not sure if they're like needle. What do you call it? Needle movers, or whatever. Like, like that. Obviously, initially we thought like Koulibaly and obviously Sterling. Um, they would, you know, they would, they would be big signings, and obviously on paper they are. Um, it's still early in the season, so let's not jump the gun there. But uh, I don't know. I have the feeling, um, not from myself to be honest, but from others like rival teams. They're not really shook of Chelsea like that. And yeah, I don't know how you feel about that, Charles. Um, Jake.
1: I think for me, the thing is like a lot of our spending, so the main the headline figure, isn't it, is two hundred and what, seventy eight million with all if we hit all the add-ons. Um you gotta take off some like fifty million of that because that's on youth spending on people like Chuck Wameka, Solanina, Cassaday, who are not gonna do anything this year. We're definitely not taking anything off that. Yeah, no, no <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair enough. No, you have to hold us accountable, but fifty million that's not gonna even touch the pitch this year. Like so it no, it's still you have to hold Chelsea accountable. At the end of the day, they've chosen to spend it this window, but you're spending what is that, like one sixth of it without actually touching the pitch. You're then spending a hundred million on Fafana and Koulibaly on just essentially replacements for Christensen and Rudiger. So I get where you're coming from when you say rival clubs aren't shook of Chelsea, because that's 150 million out of 280 that isn't necessarily directly improving the team. So don't get me wrong, you've still Mm. spent 130 million on players that should do players like Sterling, who should transform our attack, and Kukurea, like 60 million for him. Like, you are spending a heavy, heavy amount of cash on these players. But, again, I can see why, especially given our start, why doesn't look like we've
3: directly improve? I think, I think the point with the spending is also like, especially with like um, United and Chelsea, like you two specifically. Like, it's like what you've already spent previously, and some of them signings not have have not worked as well. Like, let's say like a Kai Havertz, for example, still looking trying to find his feet. Uh, Timo Werner, you bought you you so, uh, is he sold or is he on loan? He's sold.
1: He's sold. 20 sold million
3: sold exactly lukaku on loan he's probably sold as well so it's like that that's what makes it kind of worse for me specifically but i don't know how you feel about but that's what makes it worse and i feel like yeah i mean on one hand because of the money spent expectations should be comfy top four but then on the other hand it's like like you said the players that you bought are like replacements, not like direct improvements to what what you already have. So what is what is really the expectations this season? I'm thinking it'll be different from fans to the board, what they actually feel like two shows to do, to be honest. But
1: yeah, I, I mean, we had this discussion earlier in the week, and I think given the amount that Chelsea spend, you you have to expect top four. You do, like that would be disappointing to fall out of it. And I I would be very disappointed. And that's even given the way we're playing now, like we should be playing a hell of a lot better. And that is up to Tuchel. Now, Tuchel has been playing director of football, head of recruitment, head coach during this preseason. Well, now he's got those two jobs out of the way. He's only going to be a head coach he he needs to step it up like I think do you
2: do you think do you you think Jake just on that because a lot of I'm seeing a lot of people like on the timeline especially talking about like Todd Boley and calling him like Todd Woodward and you know that he's got this scattergun approach to the way he's um gone about his business in the transfer market you know like what influence do you really feel that um Tuchel has had on bringing in the profile of player that he actually needs to play the football that he wants do you, do you feel like he's he's had that or do you feel it's more been Todd Bowley leading the obviously the negotiations but also the players that he wants to see at the club
1: I think Tuchel's taken a massive role I think it's been very much a case of because Boley's come in and he's very much said himself like he's passionate about football, but he doesn't really know what he's doing. So I think he's taken on the complete business side, but he has very much been saying to Tuchel, do you want X player? Do you think we should go after Y player? Because like you take the Ronaldo transfer discussions, for instance, like Boley yeah. completely set them up with Mendes he spoke to Tuchel, and Tuchel, I think the Athletics said, took two weeks to convince him that would be the wrong move for Chelsea. So, I think Tuchel's had a big idea. Like, uh, his initial, he, sorry, let me get my words out. He basically said no to Kunde because he just did, did not rate Kunde to, to work in this squad. Like, he was the one that said, Sterling, go for him first. Like, he wanted Rafinha, he wanted Frankie de Jong, he wanted M- Matthias De Ligt. And we've obviously had to move on from targets like that, but given the power vacuum that was taken out with Marina and Czech leaving so quickly, he had to step up. So I, I think it's very much been a case of that. And Bowley's just been like, okay, you've identified these targets. At the end of the day, you, you're a very established manager in the Premier League and in world football. Like, let's go with you and back you and show that we're going to back you with all these resources. Like you think of the Aubameyang signing. No club should be buying him, really. Like a thirty-three-year-old on that amount of wages, and yet we've pushed through a last-minute move for him. So, but that's, okay, that's, too, a, two-
3: um, that's a two-shot. That's a 2 buy, right?
1: For me, yes. Yeah. Two-shot chose Fafana over Koundé. So, I believe that the way I've seen it is that. He wanted Delict originally. Like I think his like original list was something like Delict, Diong, De Rafinha and Sterling. And obviously we only got one of them. But then we kept on choosing other people over Kunde. And uh, co- apparently it was very much a case of that he always preferred Fafana over Kunde because he was more physically ready for the league. But I'm not like that it's one of those things that like, it gets reported. To me. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. Do you not yeah. do you not rate for or What, what does
1: French
4: international who's probably gonna be starting at the World Cup and the other what? Couple of under twenty one caps? I think they're they're day and night at the minute at least. Maybe in the future it might change, but I don't think that's true. And in terms of Chelsea need a, like a hybrid right back cover as well, right? And Kunde gives you that. And when James isn't playing, he's as adept playing right side centre half as he is right right wing back slash right back so for the value of money to me you can probably uh, could have got Kunde for less price than Fafana and f- for my value you get way more value from Kunde than than Fafana
2: yeah it's a good point especially when you're having to supplement James with someone like Ruben Loftus-Cheek as your sort of backup should he not be available that's yeah I'd, yeah that's a good point to be fair
1: yeah, I I I agree. I agree, but it is what it is. Like at least from the way I see, it as a Chelsea fan, it seems like he has been backed. Now, in, now it's purple shut up time. But he can't. Like the thing is, he can't say that it's been a case of he's wanted X Y and Z player and just not got them. Like he, we've moved on com- incredibly quickly. Like we bid for so many players. It seems yeah. like. At least we've made these moves. Um, yeah, I mean, Kenneth, we, I've obviously spoken about Bemiang and we can talk about his impact in a minute, but we are, we brought in Zakaria as well. Now, I'll be honest, I don't know a single thing about the guy <laughs> apart from the fact he moved to Uva and did nothing. <laughs> so, can you tell me anything about him or are we just going to wait for him to make his debut and play like Saul last year? Honestly, <laughs> like I
4: always say when other clubs make signings, I judge whether it's a good signing if I wanted him at my club or not. I'd prefer having Alfa Melo than Zakaria. And you know how much I hate Alfa Melo as well. So, yeah, good luck, man.
3: But they're, they're different players, though. But
4: profile, what? Profile? Like, I, I don't like... But I don't like the... I don't think it's what Chelsea need, basically, in short of. where mm. You know, they've got Kante, they've got Jorginho, they've got Gallagher, they've got Kovacic. And as a blend of midfielders, I don't know what he adds of... Would they trust, let's say, even a Zakaria and Jorginho to go away to City or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. Juventus letting him go, Jake, is it a good
1: sign, right? That's, that's all I'm going to say. It's not a good sign. Oh, well, I, I completely agree. Like I saw it come through because obviously, like, on deadline day, so we bid for Alvarez. Apparently, we bid for Lavia as well from Southampton, which... Crazy move. Uh, and then we've just got Sakara in. I think even Tuchel admitted himself was like it was just a body given the fact that like, all the names mentioned Kante's a completely injury prone. Jorginho looks physically completely overmatched. He has started this season really poorly. He, he just looks like a fish out of water. Kovacic, completely injury prone. Gallagher, as much as I want him to succeed... He does not look like a six at all. He mm-hmm. looks like he's struggling with the complete lack of pace. Uh, sorry, not pace, s- space, in this Chelsea team and what we're given. So I think it like he even almost like yeah in his quotes he just went, we needed someone to come in. There's, there's
4: a lot of clubs this summer who have panic bought like either not, either panic bought or won't prep for going into the season and. I think it's gonna show either as as we head into the World Cup or just after it, we're gonna see the clubs who do well are those who kind of prepped well and yeah, I don't think you did well. I don't think we
1: did well. Um but yeah. Yeah, I think the only um the only bit of context you can add to that from a Chelsea fan is that with this ownership we just didn't have the infrastructure to prep well, but then you can argue that by saying well, you shouldn't have got rid of Marina and Petr, who were there to do your prep. So, like I say, I, I hold the expectations high for this Chelsea team, especially given the amount of spend that we've done. But do I actually see us making those expectations the way we've been playing recently? Hmm, It's tight. Um, <laughs> we'll have to <laughs> move on. Munya, um, you're an Arsenal fan. You watched a Bemian captain your club and score a load of goals, including a winning one in the FA Cup against us. What do you think it's going to bring to Chelsea?
0: Nothing. <laughs> that that yeah, comprehensive well, answer, boy. It's Lambo.
3: It's gold Lambo. Gold
0: Lambo. <laughs> Yo, I mean, like, there's been previous players that have gone, obviously, from Arsenal to Chelsea. Some took a... funny enough, Cesc and Oba had a similar path. They've gone to Barca and they've come to Chelsea. <clears throat> obviously, Ashley Cole... And Cesc are the ones that really stood out because of how they performed. But I'm sorry, man. I mean, he will score goals for you guys. I'm not gonna lie, but it won't be anything close to how he was at Arsenal or at Dortmund. Um, you guys need a striker. I wouldn't be surprised. Like Jake, if you actually deep it, right? Who's your go to number nine? You can't be relying on a 33 year old to be your number nine now. Like to, to to like push you for the league. I know for a fact, come summer next year, maybe even winter, but you guys will be going in for a proper number nine that's going to come into Chelsea. Aubameyang is just there because he knows two shall, He will get you guys goals, um, but he won't they, be your they, main they've man. They've a while.
3: number nine on their books though.
0: <coughs> mm-hmm. Oh, bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the absolutely, fresh, man. Fresh <laughs> hey, Prince. What's what's that deal again? <laughs> that
2: shook night boy. <laughs> that that one's um, Drew's take. I can't even. I can't even claim that that's that's man. <laughs> six albums
3: before you leave my. <laughs>
2: six <laughs>
0: albums <laughs> before you
3: leave my record record label. B.
0: Andy, that's, you make us what, a good point there. That they've got Broyer and obviously, all of a sudden, after him being linked to leaving, they slap him up for another six years. So, I don't know. Again. Maybe this goes back to Jake. Is it a case of you guys trying to give him a chance now in the Carling Cup or in FA Cup? He won't start. Um, but the, it's just for this season. before we go to yeah, exactly before we go to Brojo, like Aubameyang, um, I feel like he's just he'll get you guys goals. Um, I, I, I I like the guy. Obviously, I've got no hate for, for me. There's no bad like um, blood on how he left. I can't even say he even stood out at Barcelona when he went there. For, oh, Andy, what do you think there is? Because for me personally, bro, like, <laughs> how I see it, nah, but it just wasn't you, working seen out. I've you
3: rattled with the responses, though. i see you a bit, you get me, a bit, a bit too, that? too, a bit too.
0: <laughs> hey, for the listeners, I will post what I said Andy thinks is rattle, but I'm talking facts, <laughs> no? Nah, to be
3: honest, right, is, the li- to be honest.
0: Yeah, exactly. to be
3: honest, to be honest, I'm on I'm on Shalom for this one because he was telling me. Ah, he would never go. to Yang Chelsea wouldn't do that. He, Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he
3: was giving me them lyrics, and I was like, "What do you mean man. he lost Arsenal, bro, brother? He's going, be. he will follow the money. Smile when he scores at Arsenal, boy, fam. <laughs> Just knowing it.
0: This is what people are trying to do, fam. It's not going to happen, Ken. Like you lot can think about it and get excited. There's what that he won't back Emirates. No, no, no. Well, he won't, I'm not he saying won't he's not going to bag you think? at Emirates. He won't bro, I don't think, he you'll, I don't he, I don't think he'll celebrate. Uh, you'll see the front
4: flip and then all 60 teeth
0: of his. <laughs> <the front> <laughs> do you want know, to you know, you know, you know, you know put money on that?
2: I, I don't think he'll celebrate. Run it. 25 quid, bro.
0: Run, yeah. it, run it. Run it. From run it. Hammersmith and Chelsea to Gabon. Hey, Kenna, yeah. hey, hold on. Hold on. 25 pounds, yeah? Say no more. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to send you more deets. From
3: teeth. Wow. We're really betting on this.
0: Yeah, boy. I need to put my money up. <laughs> but um
1: it's a, a good s- no motivated.
0: Yeah <laughs> Jake it's a it's a good signing for you guys I feel he knows the manager um maybe Tusha can get the best out of him and um it would be good to see him scoring man obviously he's gone for a lot man obviously what happened in Barcelona before the move is so tragic and so upsetting um the the daily things that we don't realise footballers have to go through. Man was protecting his family, getting robbed. Um obviously yeah, we wish him a speedy mad. recovery yeah he seems good um and they think, and it looks like his return could be the arsenal game so yeah man watch this space when is that november apparently but i can't believe he can't he can be out for two months that's
1: yeah. what they're saying Nah, think saying... no, no 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 we're getting him a, a mask apparently he's already going to be in training next week he's going to switch oh, to get a new suit. mask
0: so okay. he can then
1: pull a Black Panther mask or a Spider Man mask over that
0: when he scores against He you, you, you won't, no. <laughs> no, you, you won't need to no, he won't need to, Jake. He won't need to. He's gonna get he's gonna get a mask with like diamonds, the the whole Batman radio <hodou doubles> for him, then you know, like Science match his matches Hugh Lambo.
3: That
0: Swag, 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 swag. I do <laughs> not miss hearing that man. Him and Lacazette. Get, uh. <laughs> all
1: right we'll move on then from chelsea prez your beloved united they finally ended the anthony saga on deadline mm. day a hundred million euros he decided he wasn't going to turn up to training he was doing interviews with fabrizio about how much he wanted to move and what Ajax owed him um i need to just simply ask like what are your expectations for the guy this season
2: yeah, man. I mean, I know we'll, we'll touch on the game later, but um, a lot of money, and I think naturally as United fans, um, and just generally how um, the UK kind of perceive foreign players that move for big money. There's always going to be high expectations. There's always going to be um, talk of how many goals or assists he can get in his first year, and you know what what he can bring to this United team. But I think um, the reason that the price was so much, obviously, aside from Ajax being so stubborn with, you know, the the money that they wanted for him. But I think Ten Hag pushed for him because he's a, he's a Ten Hag player. I mean, he knows him from uh, his days at Ajax, um, you know, coached him to the level where um, Anthony's even given him the credit to say listen, I am the player that I am today because of Eric Ten Hag. And I think those statements are quite big, especially so early on in his career. And I feel Anthony probably believes that the the story between himself and Ten Hag is not finished and he could probably take him up a few more levels, which is, uh, you know, along with wanting to join the club, probably one of his biggest reasons for, you know, not showing up to training, not wanting to, um, not wanting to be involved in matches uh, for Ajax anymore. And yeah, I think expectation-wise, it's um, I think phew, it's a tough one because he's not really featured much for, for Brazil as an international, but he has really good performances under his belt in the Champions League for Ajax. Um, I think we can, you know, if we look at the Arsenal game today, I think what we'll get from him is those sort of magical slash X-factor moments from him um getting the ball to him to feet, taking on defenders and seeing what he can what he can um come up with. And I think that's part of look the um un- part of the excitement slash unpredictability of a player like Anthony and you just have to allow him to express himself and I think Ten Hag will give him the platform to do so. So let's see man. Nice,
1: nice nice nice. Um I would ask Drew if he was happy with your talk on expectations there, but we're gonna be here for too long. Um, <laughs> Your other was <laughs> for Dubravka on deadline day. Can anyone see him even attempting to supplant De Gea this season or are we just going to wait for Henderson next season? Uh, yes.
2: Yeah, I think he can and push through. but go on, Drew, go Sorry, on, bro, go
3: on. Sorry. No, no, no. I just, I didn't want to say yes on like an agenda tip, but I think Dubravka actually went thinking he can take that number one spot. That's, I, I generally think he didn't mm. come
0: there to be a number two. Mm. That's what I think. <clears throat> well, I feel um, he was just put off about the whole Nick Pope situation, and that's why he cut. That's
3: your boy in a DDG, Munya. That's your boy. Yeah, fam.
0: That's my boy. You know what I'm saying? But the hey, is, my is man Nick, Nick, even Nick, got...
3: Nick Pope, is a, it's a, it's a, he's also a top six keeper, you know? So <laughs> being behind that is, is yeah, it's peak.
0: But I can't like, currently... I feel...
2: So I you think ba- Sorry, basically there's less there's less competition for him at United than there is at Newcastle? So
3: I wouldn't say less competition. So I would, mad. I wouldn't say less competition. I would say he probably feels like I could displace DDG easier than uh, Eddie House. Nah. nah,
2: nah, I don't nah, think you're so. Moving
3: mad. You're moving. Nah. Mad right now. <laughs> I, I, I,
2: don't thinking. Thinking. I don't. I don't. I don't agree him. with that point. No, no,
3: no, no. Slightly
4: hear him just because if you think about it, even if you compare their seasons, DDG and Pope, right? Yes, um, Burnley went down fine. But Pope will have less disaster classes this season than DDT. Nah, and I so, well, so when
0: Ramsdale... No, 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 stop right there. When Ramsdale was getting relegated by two clubs, you man were getting at him. But it's okay for Nick Pope to get yeah, relegated he's he's Bro, Ramsdale is holding he's records, bro.
3: The most conceded bro. most conceded goalie, brother. Come, Come on, bro. on, man. Have shade. Have yeah, wait. Twice, so have this twice. most, most, <laughs> yes, most conceded. In have the season, better. bro.
0: Bro for yeah, Bournemouth, for, 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 for
2: Bournemouth, and for Sheffield for Bournemouth fan for Sheffield, mate. Yeah. Their
0: brother. defense, their, their defense is on oh, shit. Nah, right. not defense, B. Part... <laughs> not defense, <me. laughs>
3: uh, B. I'm, I'm part, press. Of... <laughs> <laughs> gone, gone, that, press, I'm part of.
0: Gon, gon, can.
4: What do you think? What do you think? If you actually nah, look at Muno, it, I hear it man. yeah. Look at it objectively. Oh,
0: nah, I'm sorry, cannot. I, I feel. DDG,
3: who's gonna have more Because
0: press <laughs> is not objective. Let's hear from Munya. I'm not no, objective. I'd I feel there. it's a. <laughs> I feel personally, it's a case of I'd rather be a number two at United than at Newcastle.
2: Exactly, That's how it's I really think. that simple. It's really that simple.
0: No, I, am not yeah. even saying either way. <laughs> I agree with that, but
4: I'm trying to say I'll have more chances to play at United because I think DDG will give me a chance. He'll at least no, give me an sh- opportunity oh, oh, to no, no, the shirt. No,
2: no. I think, I think if so. you have if oh, yeah. if you deep it if you if you deep it though. United are playing more games across the season than Newcastle are. Facts. So, Debravka will get more, more opportunities to play in goal. And, and, uh, and uh, I'll like carry the, on with that, with that trail of
4: thought as well, of where yes, he'll play Europa, at least the group stages. He'll play whatever the first couple of rounds of EFL. I agree. But then I'm trying to say in the Premier League, of where it actually matters the most. I think DDG will give you a, a chance to, let's say, he'll start kicking shit, he'll drop a clanger, and then if you're doing your job in those competitions which you actually are playing in, he'll
3: give you a chance to get that shirt in the Premier League. That's what I believe, so we'll see. Dubrovka's decent as well, man. Yeah,
2: he's, not a he's, a keeper, yeah. he's not a bad keeper, yeah. He's not
1: a bad
4: keeper, yeah, yeah,
1: Fair enough. We'll have to see how that one plays out. I, I definitely thought he wasn't going to get that much of a debate, so fair enough. <laughs> um, Right, we'll, mo- we'll move on to yeah. Liverpool Reds. Klopp identifies that a central midfielder was required. Dreams of Frankie de Jong were quickly dashed as, as we've already mentioned, Artur Mello was announced on loan for this season. We told it wasn't a buy option, found out there was a buy option. Um, Kenner, we already spoke about it briefly, but I'd love to hear more detail. Much like Saul last season and probably Zakaria this season, will Arthur even make a positive impact on Liverpool do you think
4: I don't know man honestly i think i think i, I, I was asleep for most of the day and then I, I logged into the group chat and i see Arthur Mello, and i thought people were messing around go on twitter and i'm seeing he's travelling to to melwood and i was like nah, this must be some sort of joke i check his injury record He's been in Europe for, I think, now five years. He's never started more than 20 league games. And then, with the injury record we have and the batch of PDs that aren't working, we expect him to make an impact in our (laughs) squad. Nah, man. Nah, 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 nah. Like, I I normally back FSG and um, people behind the scenes to almost a hill. And this one, to me, it's just probably one of the first. Proper panic buys. I know it's only a loan, but in the same breath, I don't know. We've man. had a
3: few, man. We've had a few.
4: Man. Yeah, but not to this scale of where it was highly important. Because I think with this, I'd almost mm. I, I would rather us not sign and to show we didn't panic, if that makes sense. But this to me screams out like massive panic buy and there was no one else better we could got it we could have gone that's poor. a catch that's
2: a catch 22 though don't you reckon ken's because if you didn't bring yeah, anyone in but i rather not show weakness
4: nowhere weak but not show weakness if that makes sense of okay i i trust him yeah, that's a pride thing in it yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 100% but yeah i honestly i haven't seen this guy play for ages 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 so people who think this is a a decent buy i'll ask you what do you expect from him and then okay you say you expect him to do X, Y, and Z. When's the last time you seen this guy play well? Because I would say 2019, bro. That's that's pre-pandemic, on his common man.
3: Like it, Romeo ago, days, <laughs> man. bro. I might nah, be sure, to man. be honest, for me, yeah, I don't, I don't. I've got zero expectations. To be honest, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt simply because, obviously, like you said, he hasn't played in a while. Um, I've not seen him at all in a UV kit, to be honest. But I do remember Barca. And he's had some good performances there, but yeah, <laughs> all I remember funny. from Arthur is he's, all, he's always injured. Donny is always injured, so yeah, I'm gonna give him the benefit of that whenever he gets the chance. And,
0: and he's coming to a physical it. league, you know, he's coming to a physical, physical league. So, you yeah. know what, it's giving, oh, there's so many it's things giving that don't me, don't giving me, it doesn't make sense. Who is that, who oh. is that guy that asked for a sign? Is it
3: Kalstrom or whatever? Back, bro. bro, bro. It's me it? bro. It's a body, yody, yody. <laughs> yeah.
0: hey, what about yeah. Oxlade hey, What about Oxley? What's bro, going on He's out for
1: two months, man. He's out for two months.
0: Ish. Hey, we made peace there, yeah. still. Can't lie. I'm played
1: <laughs> yeah, out for his career. He's not out for two months. He'll go Nabi, Nabi- Kato listen. as
3: well. I don't know what's going on there. Nabi, George, I don't know what's going man, on, George, on with the Nabi Kato situation. <laughs> but it's not. It's not injury, man. It's not injury. I'm, I'm thinking there's, there's more going on. Do you reckon it's
0: domestics in the background? I think so, man.
2: Because well, they've not, dug he's up, the, they
0: dug the, up the <laughs> arting. <laughs> he's not even. Yo, not even I didn't want to say it, I'll but Chris, yeah, I didn't I've it. <laughs> just
3: got an error. Yeah, it. he's not been signed to the Champions League squad, so boy, yeah, it's not looking good, bruv. You see the hole I have with Nabi Keita? is the same one Press has with Sancho in it. So that's why I understand this Sancho thing. Like, I I still believe in Nabi in it, but. Nah, his is Tony, bro.
2: How many seasons in? What the hell?
3: (laughs) Bro, bro, we'll be in the fifth season.
1: You'll be telling me the same stories, man. Don't worry. I've been there, man.
2: We'll see. We'll see, man. (laughs)
1: All right, moving on. Munya, we need to speak about Arsenal. Deadline day. You decided you were going to go after one. Douglas Louise from Villa. Nah, Pretty
4: them man big. thought they won,
0: by the way. Nah, you might have to hold it as well. You might thought you won. Hold up, hold Zach up, hold Mitchell. up, hold up. Stop. That Mitchell. Hold Zach up. hold up. Oh, oh God. Kenneth, Kenneth, are you going to let us speak or what? Because I think you, Jake addressed me, bro. Like, what? Go Yeah? All right, say no more. So, um, I don't know what Kenna means I was asking if they won. Um, deadline day? <laughs> well... <laughs> I, I just feel Arteta and the squad weren't anticipating. Um, well, when you I don't want to say we we're no, anticipating. Wishing being wishing come on, <laughs> well, no, <laughs> come Jake, on, he's doing it again. Can you can, you, can, you, can I just pick up from you, bro? Um, I have
1: no. I don't get, I get why
0: party. That. I don't know why is getting injured. Like I don't actually understand how this guy. Can have one hundred percent like injury free record. Atlético Madrid comes to Arsenal, gets injured, but anyway, that's a story for another day. Arsenal and Arteta, boy, (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Arsenal and Arteta, (laughs) (laughs) Yo! (laughs) Arsenal and Arteta, obviously did not anticipate um, both party and and only getting injured, so hence why on the deadline day we were moving mad to try to get Douglas Louise. Um clearly he wasn't an option at all. Clearly he was just gonna be there to like fulfil that position if we needed numbers because we don't know how long our t- um gonna be out for our party. The party's going to be back in about two weeks. And Anoni is looking a bit longer. So I think Douglas Louise was the main one. I will forever say this one. I think I said it in past episodes when we let him go. Why are we letting go of Pepe? end up bringing a replacement. I honestly feel that's going to come back to bite us because Pepe, I love him, as you guys all know. He was a guy that comes on in Europa and does his job. Like, he'll get us goals there. I know for a fact we're going to need him when it comes to those games in Europa League. So... Yeah,
3: that was weird. I that mean, was weird, to
0: be very strange, very strange. But again, trying to be positive, if you look at our squad depth, it's not that bad, all right? We've, we've got we're some good, players yeah. that can play... No, no, no. We're it's good. not that bad, bro. We're not, it's not that bad. huh? Can you not listen? <laughs> um, it's a case of we've got players that could probably fill positions. But you don't want to get into that, though, do you? You don't want to be like, I'm mm-hmm. oh, saying, oh, you know what, Saka today you can't play left back. Or, oh, um, ESR try to do the holding role. Like, come on, man. We need players for their positions. So yeah, agreed. I feel like not getting Douglas Luiz wasn't that bad because if Villa were rejecting three bids from us we ain't gonna pay dollar for a guy yeah. in a year's that's time not, that's not an L that's
3: not... not an L to be honest yeah that's
0: not an L. for a guy in about, in about a year's time he won't be starting for us anyways so let's not let's not force it Tillemans, I'm not convinced so I'm not too pissed I didn't go through I hope now we can snap him on a free I don't think it was worth us getting money for him he's not out of contract next summer because Leicester are in shambles let's get him in a free and also Douglas Luiz apparently he's going to be out of contract so he's going to
3: be free as well yeah
0: in my mind I'm thinking maybe they're going to line something up in January and get those pre-contract signs because I know he was going to be like out of the club
3: nah but Um, they they can only they can only do pre-contracts with foreign clubs so with prem clubs they still
0: oh swear yeah that that kind of makes sense I'm hoping maybe yeah so we'll Someone see, man. This, so the, the, obviously. The
4: be shouts this season of, let's say, when Party gets injured just after the World Cup. won't be shouts the season's over, etc. I'm certain, like, certain of your colleagues.
0: Oh, so my listeners, for those that are not sure what Ken is alluding to here, a certain Arsenal member by the name of um, Crofty did say Arsenal missed out <laughs> on top four because we didn't have Party towards the end of the season. Um. <laughs> I mean, Samuel Congas having to, <laughs> Congas having to step up. So you know, with Xhaka... it's it, effectively our holding midfielders is Xhaka, Pai, preferably. Then we've got Losonga and Anoni. We don't expect all four to be injured at the moment. We've got two out of the four injured, um, so it's it's going to be a push. I feel like we should be fine.
3: I think that I think the. I so think yeah I think the wing position like you said like you addressed earlier that's going to be your main issue. If Zaka gets injured or burned out whatever it's tight. Mm. Yeah. It can be tight. It, man. It, it, that's why
2: you push for enough. that's why you push for Rafinha, isn't it? Initially but obviously he didn't
0: want to roll. Yeah. yeah man, the, we obviously saw that whole Rafinha Saga. Um
3: But who else though? Cuz it might be it might be yeah, it, yeah, it's like a Liverpool thing. You you left it a bit too late because you've always identified needing a, a striker and a winger, but then at yeah. the end you go for you, you go do you all out for Douglas okay? Luiz, which is weird. Do you don't think they're okay uh, out wide because it,
4: essentially I'll go. Um, who is it? Jesus can play there. Saka, Martinelli, mm-hmm. Smith Rowe, mm-hmm. Odegaard, Vieira. That's six already. I've counted. What Jesus but I think yeah, on the right? It's,
2: it's what what you know, kind of alluded to earlier see. though. He, he, he alluded to right. having specialists in, in, in their positions. Yeah, I think Jesus that's what Muno... And, and,
4: and we're scoring in big games from the right. And then they've got... Uh, what's he called? The other kid up front. Um,
2: what's he called?
4: The... Nketiah. can play up front. yeah. Nketiah can play up
2: front. Mm, but uh, so come on. So line man. up with
4: a Martinelli, Nketiah and Jesus right. And that's not bad.
3: It's not terrible, right? But that's the thing. This is this is the thing. If if God forbid, obviously, Arsenal ends up in a situation like like us, where you've had multiple injuries at the same time. This is what kills: multiple injuries at the same damn time. I think Arsenal will be pissed,
2: man. Come on, man. Like this is this is what Mace doesn't want to talk about in previous episodes, but it's all about the squad for you lot this season. It really is, because you've got a lot more games, you've got a World Cup in between, and you need to be considerate of that. Like, especially when you're you're thinking about your your I guess your league finish and what that could mean for that.
4: But well, then Pres, just yeah. staying on that topic then, do you not think a lot of
3: clubs have left themselves light though? It's not just
2: Arsenal.
3: Yeah, we're all in this. But it, it seems like only Liverpool get multiple injuries at the same time, <laughs> not the other clubs. That's what pisses me <laughs> off. It's always us
1: all right, I'm going to stop this pity pie right now and we'll move on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right, we'll, we'll move on to the games this week. Um, Arsenal, we might as well start with you boys um, beating Biller in midweek. I'm guessing you wanted Douglas Weeds because he can score directly from corners. That's probably the only thing. Um, put, so you pulled off the two all win, uh, despite somehow conspiring to do that. Um, two and,
0: <laughs> and Two then, one. Um, People were telling me Douglas Weiss didn't celebrate because he knew the line was coming. Nah, I wow. hate our fan base sometimes. Wow. Oh, Press, I was, I was like, I hate conversations fan base, with man. Gabby
2: Jesus on the pitch after the game. They <laughs> said, Yeah, he's local. Hey, brother, wow. I, got,
3: I got your crib
0: ready. You know, if we don't yeah, know, find the, crib the
3: hotel, I've got your room ready. I've got everything patterned <laughs> your wife, your kids. <laughs> Perez,
0: like they said, You know what
2: I'm
4: saying? Put their chat in it. You seen you
2: know, that the two dons who put the, the yeah picture man, picture but up, we don't though. we don't need to talk about who. You get me? Just know that uh, it's the Arsenal <laughs> fan base. <laughs> well, what picture?
0: Uh, what hey, picture? leave my boys alone. Hey, it doesn't matter. <laughs> leave my boys alone, man. They're not here to defend themselves. <laughs> um, so then
1: you obviously had the game that we're just speak- speaking about. Afterwards, you travelled to OT, where. A resurgent Man United, I think is the best way to describe them. Dispatched with you on the counter attack 3 1. Munya, over the two performances, I have to say though, Arsenal, especially at Villa and then definitely in patches of the first half against United, have been looking very impressive. You've been continuing on your form. (sighs) (laughs) And that's a big side. So I just want you to go off with
0: what your thoughts are, to be honest. I mean,. You know what they say, Jake, the higher you get, the harder the fall is, you know? Um it it, it was a good win against Villa because, Yeah <laughs> it, it was pays, a very bro. good win against Villa. Um because you know people have been saying, Oh, it's just XYZ, it's just so and so. Um City, what couldn't beat couldn't beat Villa. Um f- Tottenham just about beat Fulham. And obviously, yeah, before we got to the United game, we did well against Villa. Um, we let them into the game, I believe. But I backed us to win that game anyways. So I don't really want to talk too much into that game because um, we just did what we needed to do. Let's just go straight into the shits, man. I am, um, Like I said, to, the higher you get, the harder you fall. And I'm not trying to get myself out of Joe here, but coming to this game, I think the boys, you know as well, I, I wasn't feeling confident because, do you know what it gave me? It gave me, um, PTSD when we were 49 games on B and we went to Old Trafford and then we lost that game and we, they broke our record and that's literally what I was expecting. You're comparing that record to this? No, 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 not the record, bro. Just, just the build up. I hear you. Not, not the record itself, was it? Like, come on, you can't compare 5 to 50. I was going but to say. It. But, <laughs> but similar. You're, no, you're getting similarly, the, the sim- similar butterflies on that. No, no, but how like we're, we're on a high, we're buzzing. Good and you. we're going to come play our, our our biggest rivals maybe in the Premier League. Um, obviously because Tottenham are not rivals, they're just rivals by Um, um <laughs> Our biggest rivals because, yeah, man. Ah, it hurts, man. It actually hurts losing to United. But I, I, I don't know if Pez can disagree because we're going to get his point of view. I do feel we were the better team. um. Although that means fuck all in football. Because if you don't, don't score, let hear you Don't let man. Don't let Toulson You don't hear win. This. That Tolson can chat He's he likes been me. moving. He's been moving. But Hey, <laughs> friends, you need to have a word of your point. He's um, been moving. Crazy. Wow. But at the end of the day, it's 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 the goals that matter, and United were just more clinical and more efficient on the day. So hold tight, them. Um, as an Arsenal fan, and I, I honestly, if anyone wants to disagree with this point, chat to me now because I don't think there's nothing to be worried about from our defeat today. I been In not many games you go. What? Positives of how we played, how we were attacking. Andy, come on, man. You saw the challenge. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you to elaborate,
3: bro. Relax. I'm just asking you to elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but the the thing
0: is, more, like, I do
3: agree with you. From we could have finished our dinner.
0: We, we could have finished yeah. our dinner, basically, because we were on to United. And obviously, say what you say about the goal that was just allowed. To me, it's a foul. Um, But obviously, if we score that, we'll probably go on to winning the game if it wasn't a foul. Um, Thanks. But... Arteta as well messed up by doing that sub um, when we were 2-0, 2-1 down. That those three subs was a bit too premature, I feel, um, because not long after United winning and score their third and it was game over, so they were more efficient. Um, but I feel like there's no cause of concern for Arsenal. Obviously, people wanted us to lose, to humble us. Yeah, probably has humbled us a bit. Um, but I look at this game and see I've, there's more positives than negatives. Um, only negative, I'll say, is just we weren't shooting enough. But we we're playing, we we're dominating, we we're creating chances. Can't be mad. We go away to ever, we go home to Everton next game. Where I expect us to bounce back. So it is what it is, man. Obviously, before the Europa League game, it's gonna be um, whoever we're playing in the Europa League. But the next Premier League game is home to Everton. Where I expect us to get three points. Um, can't be mad, man. Just, just, just frustrating and disappointing to lose United.
1: Wow, look at that. That was lovely and breezy, Munya. You got a big Cheers, smiley mate. face Cheers. on you. Um Yeah, it's kinda of come
0: back after that.
1: <laughs> um, first we'll move on to you, your United boys. It's now it's now four wins on the trot after mm. the um I'll call ooh, it the shit start ooh. that you had. Um yep. what are your opinions on this United team? Now you can speak about the game, obviously speak about the season, like <coughs> it's been like a roller coaster essentially. What's going on with you and your thoughts?
2: Yeah, it has been. I think this is a complete transformation from the team that you saw. Um, get battered by Brentford away um, and yeah I think uh, the turning point was probably um, you know I don't know if you got you guys I think we spoke about it a little bit last week about uh, how Ten, Hag got into the players and made them do more running and you know told them that I'll run with you and I don't know like it seems since then there's been like maybe a better understanding of what Ten Hag wants from his players or what he demands from his players and it's kind of reflecting through performances on the pitch especially defensively Um, I think yeah the two performances prior to the Arsenal game today showed um, we we are getting things right defensively, um, and obviously with those two clean sheets, we're not perfect going forward. But I feel like you know if you're if you're good defensively, then you have a, the best chance of winning the game. And you know with those one two one nil wins back to back, it kind of shows that. Um, and yeah, going into this game against uh, Arsenal, I, I honestly I didn't know what to expect. I thought it would be uh, a cagey game. Um, That would end in a draw. Maybe Arsenal go ahead first, which if it wasn't disallowed, that would have happened. Um, But yeah, I was expecting like maybe a one all draw. I didn't expect it to be too high scoring. Um, But yeah, I think I agree for the most part with Munya. I think um, if you look at the football that was played or the football that was on show, Arsenal were definitely the better of the two teams. Um, They after sort of the first 10 minutes within within the game because I think they allowed us to have the ball for the first 10 minutes and kind of sat in their shape. And then once they got that opportunity to spring out on the counter with Martinelli, they, uh, he took his chance well. But unfortunately, it was a foul and um, you know the, the goal got disallowed. But for that first 10 minutes, we had the ball, we kept the ball well. Um, Arsenal allowed us to have it. But um, once that disallowed goal happened, I felt that's when Arsenal kind of said, okay, now we're going to play our football. And they did that for, you know, right up until half time and then probably about 10, 15 minutes into the second half as well. And we were really, really sloppy. Um, obviously, we got our goal um, in the first half, but we were really, really sloppy um, with, you know, just looking after the ball in general. I think Arsenal did that way better than us. Um, and when we did finally get a little bit of quality with Ericsson on the ball, uh, fizzed it into Bruno, who then got it out wide to Sancho. Um, and then obviously Anthony got his debut goal, which he took really well. But it wasn't until like, it, it was it was almost like Arsenal were kind of the, the masters of their own downfall, um, just through like naivety. And knowing that, you know, if we defend, they, they played in a half for most of the second half. So if we retrieve the ball or we retain the ball, we're always going to attack the spaces with the players that we have. And that's really, really what the game came down to. And obviously those questionable subs that Arteta made um, added to that. I think it wasn't the right point in the game to do that because you guys were on the the front foot and attacking. But for some reason, Arteta thought it was the right time to throw in the kitchen sink. He he panicked and and it, it does show a little bit of naivety on his part because yeah. he probably could have evened even the score if he kept the team the same because you they were they were on the front foot at the time he made the substitutions so um yeah I don't know man um I I don't think you, you can I really agree take with you, man. I yeah I, yeah, agree I don't with think people. you can Actually, really like you. Like you you can't I don't think you can take anything it's all right, man. I don't think you can take anything away from United because we still have to take our chances and we still have to do the right things in order to be effective and score the goals we did. Um but Arsenal did play. They were in terms of just pure football, Arsenal were the better team for sure.
0: Yeah, no, I should have said though. I, I hope it didn't come across like I wasn't because I feel like No no no, no not, at all, little, not at all, you not know, at all. You guys were a lot more clinical than you than us already and um you did what you had to do effectively. Yeah, you, you sustained our pressure. Um, especially in the second half obviously we did get back Kim when Saka scored and I was thinking then we could even get a second and then you hit us on the counter like your tactics worked so yeah man well played you lot man but thank was you man appreciate that you that. Had, had to be the ones that had to take <laughs> that had to take our record away man. what
2: were you going to say Drew sorry man
3: Nah, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, yeah, I fully agree with what both of you guys were saying, to be honest. I, I also thought that Arsenal were extremely naive in the game. They were, they were definitely the better team. I wouldn't say, like, clearly, though, because obviously mm-hmm. Arsenal had their game plan and United had their game plan. And United's been playing this way since the Liverpool game. And I saw, like, the same patterns in both games where, like, okay, if you guys let United score first, just know they're winning in it. And yeah, that's kind of basically what happened. But at the same time, the difference between Arsenal and Liverpool was that I looked at Arsenal, and it, it still looked like Arsenal looked like they could win this game. And Arsenal actually showed the quality all across the board, apart from the defence. Saliba and Gabriel today were a bit disappointing, to be honest. Um, yeah. But like, in terms of the rest, everyone was like, yeah, brilliant. Really. Even like, what's that Doddy's name? The Dodon in midfield.
2: Lokonga. Con- um, yeah, Conga, to be honest, yeah. aside from, Bro, it, I, I really mean, he had a bit of a shaky first half, but his second half was really
0: good.
3: Yeah, yeah, man. Saka, Saka was yeah. moving to Malasia. They were saying Malaysia will eat up Saka. Saka was moving to him. Gabriel yeah, was. You know,
0: Saka. You know, Saka yeah. won the battle today, though. Saka won that battle. He, won the he battle, did, I but understand.
2: he he did, but I feel like Malaysia did well to not let it rattle him because he was he yeah. had the, Saka had the beating of him pretty much every time in the first half. But then in the second half, he kind of settled in a little bit, um, and yeah, it didn't. It wasn't like as much of a pamming as the first. And he could have capitulated completely, but he didn't. So, fair play to him. Friends, but it's true, though. Uh, can I just ask you something yeah. quickly? Um, mm. Someone you
4: know, in a separate group chat put this, and I was like, mm, there's maybe something there. Especially against us and against yeah. Arsenal today. What's the difference between this United team and Oli's peak ball? What's the difference?
2: Better structure defensively and in midfield, in fact.
4: Then do you think the difference is literally as simple as Maguire because your was changed as soon as he got dropped. Like, it's Boy. not by chance, right? In reality, it's yeah, not by Yeah,
2: you know what? Chance. I mean, it's... Through the whole Ole era and, you know, him being, you know, basically starting every single game under Ole, you, you have to wonder, like, if he showed a little bit more bravery and said, OK, you're actually the cause of a lot of our errors leading to goals or, or whatever else, let me try let me try a game without you in the starting lineup and see what happens maybe but like even when he came on today you saw bro the, you <laughs> saw the, that <laughs> bruv, i'm looking at him like this guy is an agent he's playing against us he's, at this point like he, he came on and was just said fam i'm just gonna close line Gabriel jesus i'm <laughs> gonna b-. fam is like are you okay bro, you is and everything all right thing, yeah? Yeah. Any
3: other day, yeah, that's <laughs> in the box. That catches your block, yeah, in the box.
2: Yeah, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Oh, even even brother. the 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 Old Trafford fans were holding their breath when you came on, man.
1: Yeah, I think I think, think, we, I we think y- covered y- That that no 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 Jake, it.
3: sorry. Jake, sorry, just to quickly answer um, also Kenneth's question. I think the difference between Ten Hag and Ole is like, I think this United team, obviously that season where United did the Inshallah football when they came back from behind a lot of times. Now they're not really doing that. So there's like resilience and like compactness from the start, but there's still that, you know, like that counter-attacking free-flowing football that they have. And I think that's the difference where like with Ole, it was always like United always got beat up like, properly in the first twenty, first half and even. No,
2: and, and no and one they, they knew they their roles.
3: In the half. Sorry?
2: No one knew their roles. No one knew their and roles, so well. like... But now it's, like, it's
3: looking like everyone knows what they're doing. Yep. Um, yeah. It's, it's looking, yeah.
1: I'd say it may continue, or? but I want it to immediately fail, so... Yeah, so <laughs> cheers. cheers, Jake. Um, <laughs> alright, mate. I know you feel the same, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Merseyside Reds, your week has been. Yeah. Damn, where everything has where everything been down, down like, like a yo yo, man. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um, well, yeah. No! Uh, nah, yeah.
2: People are enjoying our downfall, <laughs> <laughs> my god.
4: I can feel the that smile like...
1: for Munya. I can feel your yeah, smile, man. brother. <laughs> why whilst you're here, I will immediately go to you. So, you beat Newcastle 2-1 thanks to your own version of Fergie time. The Merseyside derby, that was a great nil-nil, I have to say, but it was a nil-nil against a side that a lot of us are tipping for relegation. Um, This has been a problem that stretched towards the end of the last season, but you guys are starting games slowly. It's like a 100-meter dash, and you're going five seconds after Usain Bolt's already gone off. I. <laughs> what is this just a mental fog is it something tactical that you guys just aren't setting up right what's going on at liverpool right now for you Uh, honestly i
4: can't put my finger on it of where we're just a, a lot of players are just short of where you know in previous seasons it's always been fine of where one or two people are a bit off and you're like okay salah will pull something out um Marne will pull something out. Trent will pull something. Someone will do something, and then you're one nil up, blink, game's over, and you've won it. But now, and, and exactly what you said, it, it, it was part of the back end of last season. We're going behind, and we're having to score two, three, four goals to win games. Um, But this weekend was a bit different of where we just couldn't score. I think um, what's he called? Um, Pickford made one great save from Nunes, um, and then directly after that we hit the post. But in reality, outside of that, I thought we were just really short and just laboured, and we looked devoid of ideas. In short, and especially when we're not getting it to Diaz, Diaz has been bright the last couple of couple of games. Salem Bits has been okay, but then our full-backs look so, so short. And when we're struggling to create from our full-backs and then there's no Thiago in midfield, we're basically That's relying right. on Harvey Elliott, who was brilliant in midweek against Newcastle. And then this week we played one 19-year-old and one 20-year-old in midfield. And then the 20-year-old was got injured and got dragged at halftime. So, yeah, there's just loads of things that aren't right. But I was saying it to Drew. I'd rather it happen now we're still, what is it, the, the 4th of September. A rabbit happened now, and we've got time to fix things.
2: Sadio Mane effect, or um. too early?
4: No, because if you look at, look back at last season as well, the start of last season, I think by November, December, Mane had like three goals at this point, and then he went, back, he went to AFCON, and then that's when he became... The Marne now people remember, if that makes sense. Because do you remember me around December, January time, I wanted Vlahovic to come in because we were so yeah. devoid of scoring goals. And then out of nowhere, money came back and started scoring goals. So I think Giota is coming back now. Um, Nunes is now available. Hopefully Tiago in a couple of weeks is back. Matip is back in. Kanate should be back soon. So we're getting our core back in. So hopefully... With City dropping points as well. We've, I think, we've just about got away with it And about, Arsenal, so. man.
3: Because yeah, I think that United, yeah, we needed that super team to drop points. Yeah, man. We, we needed it because yeah, we
2: we were you actually, were you man actually serious about looking at that as like looking at Arsenal me, as a, a chase uh, or
3: for me? Yeah, because for me, if you, if I know it's still game week six, but if if at game week six you're and you're because you're, we're aiming for the title right and the mm. person and the team oh, that's okay, like first yeah, is nine you. points ahead of you I think that's a problem yeah
2: yeah yeah so it's like it's just from Arsenal, like a maths point of view isn't it
3: exactly from a but even like a mental point of view because I think Arsenal even the way they played this might even affect them they'll, they'll mm-hmm. probably go to the, yeah. the next team. they could keep going exactly yeah. so the nine point it was very important for United to win man from a Liverpool perspective so this is why I was like, a point gain for us, yeah.
0: Jake, you mentioned. I'm um, sorry, I know we're talking about the Newcastle game about how they had their own version of Fergie time, but someone actually broke it down on Twitter. They didn't have a Fergie time, although yeah, the game cap, was five. It was, yeah, it was five minutes added on. They paid over that, but around the 92nd minute, Nick Pope was milking yeah. an injury, yep. and I think they said yep. it was like it, it took 94 seconds. To restart from from that moment, he was milking the injury ninety four seconds, and then Liverpool's actual winner was ninety four seconds after the ninety fifth minute. So if you, if Nick Pope just was a freaking man and got on with it, this is why I don't Joe get away from the time waste Joe
3: Linton as well. Bro, Joe Linton did the same. Thing.
0: Yeah, I don't get away from the time waste because the, the ref is not gonna finish the game sooner. Like, don't make sense, man.
1: I can't believe the one time I bring a bit of agenda to this podcast and Munu decided. <laughs> <laughs> hey. well, I
0: don't get
1: it. I don't get it. I'm I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Um we'll go we'll go to my team now. And my team decided this week that they were just gonna be utterly wank. Um midweek loss at Southampton's. Well, aka the Man City Development Squad. Started off strong, we led, and then once we led, we thought, oh yeah, that's the game done, it's a golden goal game, right? No, turns out we had another 65 minutes to play, and Southampton just looked at ease as they strode to a 2-1 victory. We then welcomed West Ham to the bridge, and we won, courtesy of A, Benji Well just being really good at football, and B... We paid VAR more money than I think anyone has ever paid VAR, because oh. fuck me, that was an awful decision. I just... what a, I Sorry, know, Jake,
0: before we go into Chelsea, what a what a bad weekend for VAR, by the way. Yeah, shocking, fuck. too Every many incidents.
1: Every single game. I think the thing that I get really annoyed with with VAR is that you think of the just the basic idea of VAR, and it seems good, right? Clear and obvious errors, it will be quickly done, gone. And you see how other sports use it, you see how like, cricket use it and rugby use it and you hear all the communication, you see, hear their thought process and then you see how the English Premier League are doing it and it's just one disaster class after another and it's just not worth it at the moment until you can put a product in that's going to work for the benefit of it. Because that is what the Premier League is. But is isn't it the not the day? people the
3: using the product though that are poor? So the-
0: exactly. Yeah. I was going to yeah. allude to that. It- that bro? VAR works fine in other countries, but come to the UK, the Premier League, sorry, it's absolutely shambles. That is a the problem. There's nothing wrong with VAR, as you guys know. I'm pro VAR, but it's how our officials use it. That is the problem. They- these guys change their minds every week, and they would not allow X players to get involved. That's their their stubbornness. To allow ex-pros to come give their input because they think that they know what they're doing. So, the Premier League is only killing themselves. I'm hearing Mike Dean is re- being replaced, or whoever the current head of the Premier League is, is being replaced by Howard Webb, um, next month. Like, why is that decision being made during the season? Like, isn't
2: it Peter Walton, or or is that no Peter just
0: no he just he just does BT Sport, but the head of oh, Premier okay, League okay. referees at the moment is Mike Dean, um. But apparently Howard Webber coming in to like help out, but to take over. So it's a shambles from top to bottom.
1: Yeah, it's horrific. And I'm speaking as a beneficiary of that decision. Here. It was outstandingly bad. Like I remember seeing the goal go in and you're seeing Mendy on the floor and you're like, oh, what's happened there? Are we going to have like, the smallest chance of a repeat? If you see the first replay and you're like, yeah, fair enough. Like Bowen's left the sliver of a foot on him. That's obviously not going to be classed as a foul. If anything, it could be a foul on Bowen. But given the fact that they scored, it doesn't matter. And then you see him go over to the monitor, and you're like, Nah, fuck off. Nah, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> believing that. And then he blows his whistle and points for a foul. You're like, Wait, what? it is just in a complete state of shock. So yeah, it was absolutely horrible. Chelsea until we made some substitutions were rubbish. Um, Ken, I'll go to you, because you actually put this in your predictions. I think you were the only one. So given the strong starts by Arsenal and Spurs, we're looking at a resurgence from United. We know of C- Cities and Liverpool's sheer ability in their squads. How worried should I be at this moment in time that Chelsea are not going to make top four? You should be very worried. I think genuinely.
4: Um, a couple of weeks ago, I think I had you finishing sixth, right? Um I just looked at your squad in comparison to the others, and I like to compare almost either starting 11s or first 14 players. And out of your players, honestly, like Reece James, Thiago Silva, and that's about it. All I'll pick from your team, and also I think the way Tuchel puts your team together, especially going forward, is the worst out of the front six. Of if I can see what United they're trying to do. They've got a style, they've got a bit of substance about them, playing on the counter, and they've got the players to play that. I look at how way Arsenal play. You can see there's a style there. Liverpool, yes, we're a bit hit and miss, but there's a style there. Obviously City's got a style. And then, I look at you guys, and I'm like, I've no idea what to expect. Every yeah. week. Like, yeah. if it's not, uh, Cucurella, Cucurella and James on form, don't know what you guys try to do to be honest do you play through the thirds do you play through the middle you try and create chances from out wide or, or basically what you're doing is relying on your centre-backs to score your goals like that, that is that's that can't be a tactic to be uh to allow you to finish in the top four so yeah and it's the same point as last season and I remember saying this to you Jake and other Chelsea fans of which one of your your players are going to get let's say, 12, 13, 14 goals this season. Can you put your hat on any single player getting that many goals for you?
1: Honestly, if I had to put a bet down right now, it would be Rhys James. That's, <laughs> that is the, situ- <laughs> that's really? the situation we're in right now. Yeah, genuinely. Like, I, he is our best player, full stop. He is our best attacker by an absolute country mile. Like, I defend Mason Mount to the hill. He has started this season horribly. He is yep. not the player I've seen for the last two, three seasons. Kai, I think he's excellent. A link up play. I think off the ball, he's brilliant, but that finishing touch is not there. And, I've said it before in this pod everyone else can criticise him as much as they want because he won me a Champions League I could not care
2: less. (laughs) that has to run out surely sometime man
1: mate you paid his feedback it's never going to happen I've only ever won two Champions Leagues I'm gonna hold on to that for the rest of my life but like again anyone else can criticise him I'm not gonna sit there and argue back I'm gonna be saying that's completely fair Sterling he has he's very very cheeks man yeah (laughs) Sterling (laughs) Sterling's been now absolutely great. I think he's fantastic. I think he's going to continue to grow and look in this team. But again, like you can't just rely on Raheem. Like right? so, that's what I would genuinely say. It would be Rhys James because he is just a fucking brilliant footballer. That's why we've given him a six-year contract with an option for a seventh at the highest-paid defender in the club's history, right? and he deserves it completely. But it, is, like I, I sit here as a Chelsea fan, and I go. If we make top four the way we're playing right now, especially the way the other teams are playing, I don't think it's going to be on us. I think it is going to be a case of maybe an injury crisis at two clubs or just sheer VAR luck in, some, in a lot of games. But we'll have to see. And then I think,
4: like I said this to you as well, and it's not even a slight on Tuchel. He's a great coach manager. Go and win the Champions League to get in the top four. And I wouldn't even put it against you guys being able to win the Champions League, especially when you play five at the back the way you do, over two legs. You guys can beat anyone and you were really unlucky last season against them. Um, Madrid, you can beat anyone. So that's almost the, the focus of it. Obviously, try and get top four via the league, but I wouldn't put, put, put against you to, to win one of the domestic
1: cups or even the Champions League. Honestly, if we, if we learn how to defend set-pieces, I'll agree with you, but like the fact that we put in three centre-backs, we put in Loftus-Cheek, and we literally, Tuchel said, we've put in a big team to deal with West Ham. How do we concede? One of the worst set-pieces I've ever seen in my fucking life. But anyway, like there is a lot of improvement that needs to be made in this team. I've said it before, Tuchel can now focus on coaching this team. He needs to coach this team. He needs to raise the standards. Like, there's no going back on the spending. There's no going back on his pedigree and what he's already accomplished at this club. Deal with it. <laughs> the, Simple. There as. was this
3: Jake. There was this clip going around, yeah, of like, <laughs> of like a view from Two point of view from the bench when he was like uh, when Conor Gallagher ball and he, yeah, wanted, to and to like <laughs> <laughs> he wanted him Pam. to like. what wanted him to like. You know, hit right hitting down the channel. So Gallagher was just, like, walking. Oh, that was funny, man. But that's the thing, like, as a coach as well. This is why I believe, like, sometimes it's just the players are just dead. Because he's clearly telling you to, like, just hit it, through, hit it, you get me, between the lines to the striker directly. Let's move it forward quick. But Gallagher was just dilly-dallying with the ball, and then he eventually lost it. And then, obviously, you know what I mean? That's not that's not too show, sure, is it? That's just, That's the player. But I think, like, instances like that happen a lot. Not just with Chelsea, but with, like, other teams as well. But it will always come on the manager's head. when these times, the manager ain't even instructing you to do that.
1: You get me? I I think for me, though, a case on that, and I will defend Gallagher, is that he just looks completely lost in his role. Like, you, you look at him all the time, man. You think of, like, teams like City, for instance. Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, all these great players. They know where that ball's going before the guy that's passed it to him has even got their ball if you see what I mean. Like, they're just that ingrained. Where well, I think Gallagher, the man's lost. The man is playing... It's almost like he's playing rugby you know, a football game. He just doesn't know when he's getting the ball, what he needs to do with it, who's going to be around him. And that's a thing as well with Gallagher, because he's not reacting accordingly as well. Like, he should... He needs to be at a level where, if he doesn't quite know that, he can at least hold on to the ball or recycle it efficiently. But then, do but, you know what's, that, that, that to me is a two-shall issue of... Whatever
2: Why are you picking him?
4: Think, not even that. I think it's. I don't think Tuchel has built an attacking side for Chelsea in any sort of way outside of playing via the wing backs. If it's not via the wing backs, what are the other players supposed to nah, do? And I'm it, sorry,
3: it, guys. No, no. Like because what, like what's their plan? Collecting their the, plan, collecting, the from, collect, collecting the ball from collecting collecting the ball from deep, turning and hitting it between the lights, to your attackers. You learned that no, on, no, on no. the on no, the eight I, or no, something. I'm asking, I'm just asking in general. What's Cherno's like style? Playing outside, of playing outside
4: of the wing backs. What's their style? If I ask you that, I get what's that
3: your answer. I get that, but I'm just talking about that particular. If we just isolate that particular moment, where he still lost the ball by traveling with it, when he can just hit the easy. Obviously, it's not. It, it's not easy for like. But for professionals, I'm assuming it's easy to get to hit that pass first time. For me, that's, no one should teach you that. Just do it. Just pass it forward. Don't don't dribble with the ball. For me. Fair so I'm, I'm putting down Gallagher. I'm never going to lie, man.
1: Fair enough. I think we can all agree at the minute he has to improve. And I'm excited <laughs> to see it because I love his air. I love his air. I want to <laughs> see it. I want to, <laughs> I want to see it. Um, we'll speak about Spurs. We might as well, even though Calvin's not here. Um, they drew West Ham. They beat Fulham. Great. Um, drew, I'll go to you. Do we actually... How are we rating this Spurs team? Because... Oh, we were all told that they're going to be title contenders. They are going to close the gap on Liverpool and City by Mr. Strides. Or are we seeing that actually happen, or is it just a case of they're just locked in for top four at this rate? I think they're
3: definitely locked in for top four. I also think at the moment they're keeping pace uh, with the likes of Arsenal and um, yeah, City. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're equal on points with City. Um, But yeah, I think, yeah, I think they should, they should challenge for it. I I said that last season, to be honest as well. I echoed Stresa's sentiments where I feel like they've also spent a significant amount this summer. Um, and I feel like they should be ready to, to, to challenge, to challenge up top. Right now, we're seeing Spurs winning games, um, when they're not necessarily performing well. So that on one hand, you can see that as unsustainable. On the other hand, you can see that as good because they, they, they could do the ugly thing. Um, obviously Hongmin's son is not he's not like on top form yet so that should come um, I think they should just they should just pray that their main players won't get injured and also not at the same time because I just worry about their depth that's the only thing like where I'm not rating the team i they spent 150 million bro
2: De- depth in, in what position though?
3: even like no. up front uh, midfield I think they're calm-ish who they got? Bissoum and who else?
2: On the bench. Uh, Besumar. Well, did, they've let go of Lo Celso. They've if let go Skip. of Don
3: Skip. Skip. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Longley. If Romero goes, yeah. <laughs> who, who, who comes in? Brother, it's Longley. tight. Romero, it's tight for them. L-
2: Longley, Eric Dyer, mm. uh, Sanchez,
3: Eric Dyer, Longley, Eric Dyer. But Eric Dyer and Sanchez, they're the starters, right? And then Longley on the bench.
2: But then I the asking last game, these
3: questions. You said
4: they spent money. They sp- spent money on depth, but then now you're questioning their depth. Yeah, I
0: am. <laughs> I don't know the why. The quality of their depth. The quality. The quality. Yeah, the, like who? If yeah. if if, if,
3: if, it, if, it, if it falls down, so they spent I'm to, to warn they people. Nothing,
0: basically. Uh, Kenna, Kenna, don't don't act. What did you say me during the week?
4: No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to get it out of <laughs> because because I I slightly agreed and I was saying this of. They have spent a m on, their
0: man, I've, I've on the, their man, and I don't think they're that good. To be fair, no, no, you pulled out the star. Go on, Andy. Sorry,
3: sorry Monia. I think I think the thing is like they spend they spend um, the money the one hundred and fifty. A few of them are stars now, innit it? Like um, Perisic is a star.
0: Just, just Perisic is a star. just Perisic. Richarlison <laughs> yeah,
3: started last long game. Long lay well, on right? the bench.
0: Long lay no. on the bench for days. No, Long Ooh, last last game. Long, lay, long lay
2: started yesterday. Yeah,
3: but one Did out of six. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think that Boy.
2: that's just Conte wanting to bed him in. I reckon he'll become a starter eventually, man.
4: I I hope so too, bro. I hope so, man. Yeah, but yeah, if you, thing, if, you, if you strip yeah? it
2: back, if you strip it back, yeah, Andy's got a fair point, man. Like they have, they're probably backed up in, they're definitely backed up in their full uh, wing back positions. They're backed up in one central midfield position. Um, they're backed up in one forward position, but like in terms of like depth, depth. If you want to look at it like past that, then maybe they could have spent more. But I don't know.
3: Like Kenner, it's not like a ah. Oh, if Nunez Nunes is whacking it, we will remove him. Let's put Jota in there. It's not mm. like a. It's it's not that. You get me. It's like me. I don't rate Richarlison like that. You man, you man, rate him. I don't rate him like that. I think there's a huge drop off between him and Kane. Or even him and Son, even though Son is not performing. So I'm interested to see if the if if they can keep their team fit for the majority of the season. If they can, boy, then yeah, I think I think they they should challenge, man, for sure.
1: Fair enough. I hope they don't. Fuck you, Strides <laughs> and your team. Everybody, <laughs> it's the end. We're going to the bar. We're having some shots. Munu, you were so positive earlier. Please give us our first shot.
0: Yeah, man, I mean, this one is a, um, I need a strong one, you know, the first, the first L shot, um, I know it won't be the last, but the, like I said in my um, review of Arsenal, it was a very, very positive it's awesome game. These Arsenal man acting
3: butt. really brand new, you know.
0: Hey, <laughs> can we not? Things, things, uh, can we not? Because things have changed, Andy. Come on, you—you you know yourself. You might just trying to deny it. Because you might well, bro. You were supporting United. Can you deep? You were supporting United. <laughs> I, explained why, you know, man,
2: I like I like this no, version I of money. I can't lie. I like
0: this you version, can
3: force, man. <laughs> you, you can force this narrative, but yeah. I explained why in you know, it, and my why made sense. Well, one point game.
0: Regardless, move. regardless of why you said it, you're supporting your arch rivals. So yeah, man. This this is a shot for the Arsenal boys. Is it strong one? <laughs> Um, let's just let's just forget about today. Have a rest tomorrow, get back to training on Monday, Europa League on Thursday, and then Everton next Sunday. We'll get the doves, man. I we live in we'll Milan boys. <laughs>
1: that was really nice and sweet. Thank you, man. Yeah. Um Ken <laughs> Yo, the streets are cold at the minute, but I'm gonna have a quick shot
4: for, for my boy Harvey Elliott midweek, man, out of this whole shit start that we've had is basically the only shining light we have at the minute man Um, hopefully we won't have to rely
1: on him for too much longer but yeah we move man Nice and quick, nice and quick Prez?
2: Yeah just a quick one man for my back four I think they've been fantastic in the last four games um, and there looks to be a a real camaraderie, a real uh, let's say a solid partnership between the, the four of them Uh, Long may it continue, and I never want to see Maguire in this starting lineup again, especially in the Premier League. So, yeah, Mm. shout-out my back four, man. Mm. Just a quick question.
4: Mm. Drew, who do you prefer to be better, (laughs) Arsenal or United? What, to be back? Yeah, because I don't like none of them being happy in it,
3: but I can't decide. Yeah, I don't like none of of them being happy, happy, but the thing is, I've gone through United being sick in it, so I can take United. I can low-key, I don't know, man.
0: I don't know, it's because funny because though. It's, it's funny if you bring this bunch. up. No, 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 Do you know what's funny? How Kenner brings this up about is who do you want to see happy? But you might have only been happy for one season. Yikes! We Jake, Jake, we pull the plug, mate. Yeah, hell. <laughs> the hell? Right, happy. Hey, <laughs> oh, uh, hey, pull... They're happy pull with the plug, two. Yeah, man. Second place finishes. Second uh, place finishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: definitely not. Yeah, I cut the recording, the recording, man. Does, I cut the it? recording. Wow. <laughs> Bro, like, um, come on, I, man. I, will finish off. I will take my shot because even though I start my new job tomorrow, and I really should be getting an early night.
0: Congrats,
2: that man. man. That
1: new money. Been chill well. That man coming on with 20 minutes after a torn ACL and getting a goal and assist, saving the game for us and getting a man of the match, which is hilarious. But I hope to see him back, because I love the kid, and he's got fucking great hair. I like our problem <laughs> we've got good hair. don't know why. Stupid thing to like. Nah, shot, shot for Jake as well, man. Shot for you. Yeah, shot for you, man. Congrats. Yeah, man. New money. And man. welcome back. GG's, lads. Thank you for having me back, as always. But that was the net newest episode of the Bar podcast. Make sure you're keeping up with our socials. Make sure you're keeping up with that fantasy league, because you're going to be beating me this year, the way my team is deciding it wants to play. And we're going to be keep releasing all this new content. Those Far confessionals, those Far Park in 4K. It's looking tight from us. And yeah, hope you have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next Sunday. Peace, peace, peace,
4: <laughs> peace. Hey. Peace.